Chapter 1 Old Wives' Tales and the Clinic Although constantly practiced by primitive people for thousands of years, these methods have been recently rediscovered by learned men clothed in scientific principle and given to the world as new. George Engelman, Ph.D., 1884. One day the teenaged Edward Jenner, apprentice to the English surgeon John Ludlow, went with his master to see a man whom Ludlow diagnosed as having smallpox. Greatly feared, smallpox killed many and often left those who survived forever scarred and even blind. The usual procedure was to send the family away, quarantine the patient, and find a nurse who had already survived the disease and therefore wouldn't catch it again. In this instance, however, one of the man's servants, a milkmaid, claimed she could take care of her sick master without harm because she had had the cowpox. Ludlow scoffed. Cowpox seriously affected cows and horses, but caused only mild symptoms in human beings. They do say it protects against the smallpox, the girl replied. Stuff and nonsense, warned Ludlow. Smallpox was another disease altogether, and the milkmaid ran a serious risk of catching it. Still, the girl persisted. She had already nursed people sick with smallpox and been safe, sir. Ludlow threw up his hands and allowed her to stay. Afterward, Jenner asked if there might be something to this cowpox notion. Put no credence in old wives' tales, Ludlow roundly scolded his apprentice. The only safe way to prevent smallpox was variolization. Variolization was an inoculation procedure in which pus from a very light case of smallpox or variola was scratched into the skin of a healthy person. Usually this person came down with a light case of smallpox, which more often than not protected against severe strains of the disease. Jenner already knew this, having been inoculated himself as a small boy. He may also have known that variolization had originated in the Orient 2,000 years earlier. The practice had been observed near the beginning of the 18th century by Lady Mary Wortley Montague, wife of the British ambassador to Turkey. Although she had initially been appalled by the barbarity of purposefully transmitting such a horrible disease, she had had herself and her son variolized in 1717. On her return to England, she brought the practice with her and for the most part it worked, although sometimes even a light case of smallpox could scar or maim or kill a person. Jenner was concerned. The best defense against smallpox was not without considerable risk. He was also intrigued. Variolization had been introduced to Europeans not by a properly accredited male physician, but by an untrained woman relying upon exotic ways. Perhaps a better method existed. Perhaps that better method was also to be found among the strange beliefs of untutored people.
perhaps there really was something to the local folklore that cowpox protected against smallpox. An idea that, as he began to practice on his own, he heard repeated on all sides. Jenner decided to see for himself. Despite the medical profession's disdain for old wives' tales, he began to keep track of what happened to patients who had contracted cowpox when they were later exposed to smallpox. One of his earliest cases concerned a farmer named Joseph Merritt, whom Jenner attended in 1770. Merritt developed an unusually severe cowpox infection that laid him up for several days. Five years later, Jenner inoculated the farmer and his family with a weakened strain of smallpox as part of a general...